Hello and welcome to the Logistics Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsty Adams, editor of SHD Logistics Magazine. What kind of Black Friday and Cyber Monday did you have? Can you believe that 277 items were purchased per minute on Boots.com? That's what we're dealing with here. Some of you may have been the person in charge of ensuring that all the next day deliveries were met. Well done. I'm recording this a week on from Black Friday 2019. There's been a lot of industry intelligence dropping into my inbox, so I thought I'd share some of it with you. Barclay Card has reported that transaction value was up 16.5% this Black Friday, in comparison to 2018, with the volume of transactions up 7.2%. On the other hand, KPMG reported that 42% of Brits wouldn't be engaging in the sales bonanza at all. We also heard from PwC that 77% of purchases are made online. Not a surprise. This episode, I've decided to do something different, to take the mic out and report on the scene. So you're going to hear me out on Oxford Street talking to shoppers about why they braved the high street instead of doing all their purchasing online, in the warmth. We'll also be asking shoppers if they would pay more for a sustainable delivery option. Whilst I was speaking to shoppers, the well-known climate protesters, Extinction Rebellion, were also there, making their case. Following this, I will take you on a journey that I made to DHL Supply Chain for a Black Friday tour. We take a walk around their depot and find out how they cope on the big day. So sit back, as on the other side of this music, we're going to time travel back to last Friday. I'm just walking down a fairly busy Oxford Street on Black Friday. I'm going to be honest, I thought it would be a little bit busier than it is. I tend to avoid Oxford Street. It's always a bit too busy for me and I'm not a big shopper. But I thought it was important we came down to speak to some shoppers today. So I'm just about to make my way over to Nike and Topshop, where I usually see quite a few people sort of hanging around waiting for other people. I thought that would be a great place to do some interviews. So I'm Charlotte from New Zealand. Good to meet you, Charlotte. Are you on holiday? No, I've moved over here, so I've been here for five months, yeah, living. Do you have Black Friday back in New Zealand? I feel like we have it online, but I don't know that our stores really go crazy like over here, because I'm a bit like, whoa, what's going on? (laughs) Do you mind telling me what you just bought in Topshop? I bought myself a leather jacket, which I've wanted for ages, so when I saw that Black Friday was on, I was like, now's my time. And then two pairs of jeans. So you did wait until Black Friday came about until you bought them? Not like consciously, but when I saw it was Black Friday and I was like, yep, leather jacket. Is going into store still important to you? Yeah, definitely it is. Like if I ASOS, if I have to send it back, like there's time in between, I can't have it right now, whereas I wanted this for the weekend and I was like, yeah, I can have it now if I go to the store. And are things like free returns, next day delivery important to you? Yes, definitely. And is it sort of free returns that would help you decide where to do your shopping? 
Yeah, I do. Like, I stick to ASOS a lot because of that. Like, it's really easy to return and, yeah, free and all that. Yeah. And do you think about how sustainable free returns is? Yeah, like, I do because I try to do it in one big go so I'm not like always doing it because I do think about it yeah I think how terrible like for it to be going around everywhere for no good reason but that's that's interesting actually so you'll actually wait until you've got quite a few items that need to be returned and return them all in one go yeah or like I'll do one big shop so it comes all together like in my mind that would make it less of a footprint would it maybe (laughs) if it goes all in one go I think so. And um, would you pay more for a more sustainable delivery? For example, if they said all our vehicles are electric? Yes. Like if I had an option, if it said you want a sustainable delivery or a not sustainable delivery, I would pick the sustainable delivery. Yeah, so if I know that my money's going towards, even though I like free delivery, but if I know it's going towards that, then I would pay that, yeah. Right, what are your names? Henry. Ben. Ben. And did you come to Oxford Street today for some Black Friday deals? Yes, yes. Have any of you bought anything so far? No, we just arrived. We're going to look down and might buy something. And what type of items are you looking to buy today? Uh, T-shirts. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And where did you travel from today? Winchester. Oh, so you travelled all the way into London? I came on the train this morning and then got the tube. And what's the high street like in Winchester? It's not very good. <laughs> yeah, there's, there isn't really many shops. It's quite smooth. And when you do shop online, do you mind how your products are delivered? Does it matter to you if it's a sustainable journey? Um, it would be better if it was, but I'll just get the clothes quickly, really. <laughs> good delivery, quick delivery. Yeah. Could you tell me your name and where you're from? My name is Jesper. I'm from Denmark. Um, and what did you just buy? Uh, we bought some uh, sports clothing from Nike. And are you on holiday? Uh, yes. In Denmark, do you usually shop online or on the high street? Uh, I would say mostly online now. Is it a sustainable way to shop, do you think, in Denmark? Uh, not yet. That would be nice. But would you pay more for sustainable delivery? For sure. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Cheers. Take care. My name's Tom from London. Have you always shopped on Oxford Street? Uh, around the area, yeah. I work in town, so... Just... And did Black Friday bring you to Oxford Street today? A uh, bit of both, yeah. So I thought I'd come get a bit of a bargain whilst I'm doing my normal shopping. What did you buy? Uh, some shoes and a sweatshirt. Tom, what made you come into the centre of the city instead of buying them online? Just because I was around and I needed the shoes now, so sort of convenience and... Fair enough. And do you usually shop online? Mostly, yeah. But if I need something, I'll just go straight out and get it. What drives you to certain online stores? Is it free delivery, free returns? Normally free delivery or just express delivery. So I use Amazon Prime mainly just so it comes next day. Don't like waiting. So you said you don't like to wait. Would you pay more for a more eco-friendly delivery option? I'd try to, yeah. just depends on what it is. If you need it, you need it. So. And do you have any survival tips for shoppers on Black Friday? Stick your headphones in and carry on. So Oxford Street isn't your usual high street. A lot of people will travel from abroad to shop here. A lot of people consider it a day out. So it's very different to the high street I grew up by, for example, in Harrow. 
So amongst the shoppers, there's about 12 Extinction Rebellion protesters. So I thought I should also go and have a chat with them. I'm Laura Franson, and I am part of Extinction Rebellion and the XR Boycott Fashion Working Group within XR. Yeah, we're here today because it's in retail language what we call Black Friday where people go and and buy stuff they don't need at ridiculously low prices while we are in a global climate and ecological breakdown as the European Parliament just declared the other day. So a day like this, a celebration of mindless consumption is completely out of proportion with the state of emergency that we're actually in and the massive uh, catastrophes that we're facing if we do not act now and that's why we're here to kind of address that. We've seen that the pre-loved market is growing. Could you add anything on that? I think it's massively positive that people are starting to be aware of where they're buying stuff, what they're buying and, and adding value to the fact that it's not out of straight out of factory. I think young kids especially are like incredible at you know expressing themselves by only buying secondhand I am worried that it's a trend and you know at the same time we're seeing the fashion industry which is predicted to increase by 63% by 2030. I've just been picked up in a taxi from Rugby train station on my way now to the DHL TK Maxx site in Rugby. We're going to meet a gentleman called Jim Hartsborn. Jim is the Managing Director of Retail and Consumer for DHL Supply Chain. Um, I'm going to ask him how he's coping today, Black Friday, but also how he's preparing for Christmas and what trends we can expect in the future. Hi, I'm Jim Hartsorn. I'm the Managing Director of the Retail and Consumer Operations for the UK and Ireland for DHL. So we're providing a, the pick pack fulfilment and dispatch for our major high street retailer and all their online presence comes through here. So we've got everything from toys to fashion items, homeware, furniture. We also have a, a photo booth and studio here as well. So as products come in... Yeah team will take photographs of the product which those images are then used online so they can market the product immediately as soon as it's available for for customers to buy and so very fast throughput it's black friday so you know uh, like a lot of our ecom operations around the country you know this is uh, one of those key trading days the orders will start to be dropping through into our order well well immediately now we're in mid-afternoon and you know we'll be busy through the centre for the next couple of weeks. So Jim, tell me more about Black Friday. What do those two words mean for you and for your operation? It normally means a bit of pressure. You know, this is the time when we get busy. It's a time when we start to really feel the start of that seasonal push. It's something that changed the profile of our volumes through the year. A lot of our retailers have uh, spent quite a bit of time now actually trying to mitigate the impacts of this on their supply chain so it, you know you'll see now a lot more of the black friday events start a bit earlier run a bit longer that's really to take pressure off the impacts on the supply chain it can be such a 
almost just unsustainable to have such a high level of activity on one day and uh, ultimately you don't want to let our customers down so taking that pressure out of that one particular day is really critical but for us it means you know a lot of attention and time planning getting ready for the big event which is almost like a, a dry run for Christmas now you know. How do you survive Black Friday what's your top tip? Preparation so uh, we spend a huge amount of time with our customers understanding their forecast requirements you know where they're going to be when does that demand fall what are the products that's going to land because it can make a huge difference if they're going to be heavily promoting large bulky items over small dispatch items and it's about then once we've got that forecasting and preparation it's then really understanding what does it do to labor to our people profile where our demand's going to land so we're working with our partners for people like agency providers not so much in this location but in say a fashion center you could see a 50 60 percent increase in the number of people required for the festive period starting with black friday that's something that it's a level of demand we can't keep people full-time for the whole year so we get a lot of people coming you know finishing uni and coming to want to work in our warehouses for us so we you know we're engaging with them early so they know when they finish their studies they can come back and come and work in our sites on a short-term contract great for them great for us but we have to secure them early because there's plenty of people out there that need that support during this time of year and you mentioned earlier that this is actually an e-com site um so how is an e-com site different to the original channels so it's really about the layout of the facility so if you look behind us here what we've got are actually the receipt station so this is where our products come in and we do a lot of work as the product comes to us to be ready to ship it quicker so we're maybe putting labeling on we're pre-wrapping products so if it's coming in bulk and it's maybe an item of china or glassware we'll be doing some some wrapping of that product so that when we get to pick it and dispatch it quickly for very short order times we're able to take out some of that time and labor at the end of the process by doing things up front and getting the product ready and then upstairs, we're, so we're on a, we've got a big mezzanine floor in this warehouse. So we've got a couple of levels of, of flooring above us. And that allows us to have a much heavier density of products for pick rather than products for storage. So in a conventional warehouse, you'll see racks and racks of warehousing racking. And that will be because we're on the ground floor, we'll have the location we pick from. But up above, we'll have all the storage of that product. In an environment like this, we actually have many more items that we pick because it's a much broader range online but less density of storage. So so upstairs we'll have lots of smaller locations with individual items rather than bulk items that we would normally send to store. As we pick them, we've then got packing stations as well. So we've got desks that you will see when we walk around where our colleagues are there actually packing that product ready for the customer to receive. I'd just like to talk about UK trends, but also global trends. Is there anything we can expect coming around the corner? I don't think there's any you know major huge trend in terms of logistics there are things that are already underway that are starting to come and probably will accelerate things will get faster so there's an ever-increasing demand on customer proposition so same day delivery next day delivery structured delivery times that's a big part of the market nowadays and uh, we'll see a lot more automation and mechanization the ability to deliver robotics into this kind of environment it's become cheaper it's easier to do the technology is available where these robotic items can work alongside people where previously you had to put them in a cage for safety reasons now robotic arms can stack pallets we've got a number of different uh, implementations of robotics in our warehouse and i think we'll see a lot more of that as time develops
A question that's come up lately is how do we merge our people with our technology? So how do you merge your staff with the tech that you're implementing? How do we do that? So there's a number of different areas you've got to focus on. So training and engagement of the staff is a real one. So we operate with our own standard methodology of running our warehouses and that involves our staff training us and us training our staff on the best way of doing the job. So it's a continuous improvement methodology where our colleagues will teach our other colleagues when they found a better technique and we have an excellent school here which we can show you uh, where we put all of our training material and, and pass all of our colleagues through there regularly and in doing that we understand how the operation works so the very finest details which means that when technology comes in it works right because we really know what we're replacing it with the other part then is making sure that we've got technology that is solving a problem rather than trying to fit a piece of technology to a solution we find ourselves in. So what I mean by that is we have a huge amount of chocolate going out of our business ahead of, actually we're now preparing for Easter believe it or not, it's already gone for Christmas, but we use collaborative robots to help us with the packing of that for advent calendars for example. And in the past we've tried to put technology where we've seen it will do a certain aspect of the task and try to fit the job around it and now we're very much about actually we've got a lot of hours being deployed here what kind of technology can we develop to take those hours out of our business so we actually design the solution from the problem rather than the other way around do you have technology partners or is it dhl technology a bit of both so we do a lot of work ourselves particularly around the analytics stuff we can develop ourselves but yeah we've got a number of key partners around the world that support us on the development of this technology and grow with us as we expand that footprint and how important is data analysis in 2019 it's an ever-increasing area for us whether it's data analysis on predictive volumes and helping our customers to forecast their activity better or actually we're starting to explore now predictive analytics to help us with predicting where we might have accidents or through the year do we see an increased risk as the weather changes or we get to a certain time of year and so we're trying to use that to try and make our environment safer so I think it's an area if we're honest is quite embryonic but one that um, our customers are often to be honest more developed and our retailers have have really embraced uh, predictive analytics probably earlier than the logistics sector and we're learning from our customers as they develop that and, and we learn ourselves. Jim, it's Christmas in less than a month. How are you preparing? We're getting ready to do our bit for Christmas. We say in DHL that we're an essential part of everyday life. Right? That's our kind of our strap line. We're like the hidden army behind industry. And, you know, we're doing our bit to make sure that the nation gets all those key items. So, you know, with some of the statistics are crazy. You know, we're going to ship over 13 million bottles of whiskey for the peak. We've got over 50 million Brussels sprouts will pass through our networks. We've done an assessment of the amount of orders that we're shipping for Christmas and we think something like one in five households in Britain will receive a Christmas item that will be handled by DHL. So we really understand the responsibility we have in supporting our retail partners to make this period the most important for their trading but also ultimately to satisfy their customer demand. So we're making sure that our operations are ready, we're well prepared with the resources we need, we've got all the equipment in place and ready to go and we're just ready for that volume now and uh, we look forward to it. So a nice time of year to be around our operations, it's exciting, there's a lot going on, everybody's up for a, a big busy period and then of course we're all looking to some time with our families ourselves. Great to hear from DHL Supply Chain on how they cope with Black Friday. Does this sound familiar to how your team coped on the big day? Did anything inspire you to think or to plan differently for Black Friday 2020? 
with online transactions up 16% in 2019, what do you think will happen next year? If you have any interesting ideas on how to cope, I'd really love to hear from you. Please email kirsty.adams at informa.com. If you stop by shdlogistics.com, you'll see some of the news that we've covered around Black Friday. You can also view the latest magazine, our December issue, and that includes an article on modern slavery in the supply chain, and it takes a really interesting look at the approach taken by car manufacturer Ford. So I recommend you read it. It also features an interview with Marcus Hart. Marcus is Group Transformation and Risk Director at Wincanton. It's a really interesting piece. On the next podcast, we'll be back out on the road visiting Jeffco. Jeffco were the winners of the Wellbeing Initiative in September of the Logistics Awards. You'll hear tips on how the staff really work together as a team and also about initiatives such as free haircuts for staff. Until then, you've been listening to the Logistics Podcast with Kirsty Adams. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Logistics Podcast episode brought to you by SHD Logistics.